listeners. Welcome to episode six, Aussie Open and Aussie Day. My name is Jake Urick, and this is my podcast, Plus 16 Hours. This weekend was my first full weekend back in Sydney since before Christmas. And it was my first three-day weekend in Australia. That means I'll start my work week after the U.S., which is a great change of pace. Before I get to my jam-packed Australia Day weekend, let's go back to the tennis, given Australia has now crowned its champions, Novak Djokovic and Naomi Osaka. Since the Australia Open is in Melbourne, I did my first domestic air travel in Australia. And let me just say, domestic travel in Australia is basically from 1999. First off, you don't even need to show a ticket to get through security. And next, there are no lines, no worrying about liquids, and it literally takes 30 seconds. An entirely different travel experience. And this is without TSA pre-check or anything. Overall, for the weekend, I can only rave about the Australian Open. The event is so well run with a fantastic vibe across the entire grounds. The weather is beautiful and it's really easy to catch doubles matches, get food and drinks and listen to good music while you're outside. And then it transforms into a perfect tennis atmosphere on the main blue courts. I was able to score tickets to Rod Laver Arena for the afternoon matches on Saturday, where I saw Serena Williams and the eventual champion Novak Djokovic back to back. It was a phenomenal day of tennis, as the greatness of both of those individuals was definitely on display. I am particularly glad to have seen Serena because it was easy to tell why she is the GOAT uh, and the greatest women's tennis player of all time. And if uh, things play out, uh, there is a world in which Novak is also considered the greatest men's tennis player of all time in the near future. In a funny moment, uh, India's cricket coach, who is quite famous in some parts of the world, was seated close by. I had no idea who he was until someone told me, and then I remember how he looked jealously at my beer and calamari in between matches as I walked to my seat. Can you imagine having a similar experience in which Nick Saban or Bill Belichick looks enviously at your event food? It's funny who you find famous based on where in the world you live. I... (laughs) had no idea and it didn't even occur to me that this guy was a big deal but great weekend overall uh there's plenty uh to do in melbourne and i experienced some of it but i will definitely be back australia bucket list item check sports fan bucket list item also check fast forward to this weekend it was australia day which is quite similar to the fourth of july but a little bit more controversial since it marks the date of arrival of the first fleet of british ships back in the 1700s nevertheless as you would expect uh, in terms of gatherings and atmosphere in the great weather it was very festive i got to watch fireworks from my rooftop over the sydney opera house which was quite cool Uh, One of the other things that takes place around Australia Day is the Triple J Hot 100 Countdown. Triple J is the government-funded national radio station, and every year they put together a Hot 100 list of people's favorite Australian and alternative music. Uh, People vote leading up to it, and what happens is the entire list of 100 songs is played over the course of the day. Many people have outdoor parties and just really enjoy listening to good music. Uh, Now, there has been some controversy in the past because names like Taylor Swift don't generally end up on this list uh, as they technically reserve this list for artists who are discovered or fostered by the Triple J radio station. Uh, 
Funnily enough, uh, names like Drake and Kendrick Lamar have made it onto the list uh, this year and in the past. And so, you know, I'm sensing a little Aussie bias against T-Swift, which I would not expect. Anyway, it was a great to kind of experience this cultural event, um, as I'm sure anyone uh, from elsewhere enjoys experiencing the 4th of July. Now, listeners, I'll leave you with a newly learned Australian slang term, furfy. Um, which, according to Google, is an erroneous or improbable story that is claimed to be accurate. Uh, and one way you might use this is say, you know, to be honest, the whole charade seemed a bit furfy to me. We'll see what happens. The term allegedly has military origins. When soldiers would speak about truth movements, sometimes they'd just be rumors, and so they'd be described as furfy. And even further, apparently there are these carts, water carts, uh, that said J. Furfy and Sons on them. And they were popular gathering places where soldiers would get water and trade stories. Uh, And you could think of it as, as a water cooler and kind of the talk that's exchanged there, so to speak. Anyway, there's also a beer here in Australia that's called Furfy, and I quite like that beer. And so, you know, it can be furfy this, furfy that, but as long as you're cheersing to your mates at the end of the day, it's all good. That's all I have, listeners. Thank you, and everyone have a good week.